You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined as always by Chris Flummel. Not as always, because I did do a solo pod on the last one, but joined by Chris Flum, and we are here to break down the quote-unquote final roster of the New York Giants. But as we were talking before this podcast, Chris, this isn't really the final roster. You could say the initial roster. That makes sense. But this is more of a rough draft with all the turnover that we're more than likely going to see in the coming days. Yeah, the Giants are definitely not done with this roster. There's going to be some turnover. There's going to be some some churning of the back end of this roster because right now it's a little lopsided and they've got some depth issues, which we can get into. First, we should probably go over all the players who were cut. The Giants, just like every other team in the NFL, had to go from 80 to 53. So 27 players around every team in the National Football League were released. And the players, and this is a long list, so bear with me. The players that were cut from the New York Giants were Roy Mateka, Will Holden, Jalen Holmes, Khalil Dorsey, Harrison Hand, Nate Metters, Trenton Thompson, Sandro Platzgummer, who is an exemption player, so that's a little bit different, Jalen Moore, Ja'Shawn Corbin, Alex Bachman, Darren Evans, Jamil Douglas, C.J. Board, Ryder Anderson, Garrett McGinn, Quincy Roche, Davis Webb, Chris, don't cry, <laughs> David Moa, Zion Gilbert, Austin Allen, Josh Rivas, Yusef Corker, Ryan Santoso, Keelan Doss, Travis Toivainen, Elijah Griffin, and Eric Smith. Some of those players we learned about yesterday on August 29th. But Chris, that means there are several players who were fringe bubble type players who made this initial rough draft version of this roster. But do you have any takeaways from the names that I just listed? Yeah, the ones that really kind of jumped out to me among the cuts are, well, obviously Davis Webb. Because he was, you know, he played really well. He was one of the best quarterbacks NFL wide in the preseason. But also the safeties, Trenton Thompson, Nate Meters, and offensive line, Jamil Douglas, and then Edge Quincy Rocha. Yeah, you know, those guys, they all either played in positions where the Giants have some depth concerns right now, or they flashed in preseason. So the, those ones really kind of you know, jumped out to me. They were surprise cuts. There were some others that, yeah, not surprise cuts. And we had a pretty good idea of who was or wasn't going to make this roster. Yeah, I feel like the Giants did a pretty solid job tipping their hand at least a little bit by not playing certain players with the first team. And even some of the players who played with the the first team, but it was you know not really the first team in the third preseason game because Xavier McKinney, Julian Love, they didn't play. But Trenton Thompson and Nate Meters both did not make this roster, leaving the New York Giants with only three 
players at safety. They only have three players with Austin Allen also being released, more than likely going to be relegated to the practice squad if he passes through waivers. There's only three guys at the tight end position as well with Daniel Bellinger and with Tanner Hudson and with Chris Myrick, who is an H back and playing some fullback. So he provides some value as well. But the roster is far from being complete. Every team has released players, like we said. And I think the New York Giants, along with 31 other teams right now, are scrambling, picking up the phone, calling a lot of agents and trying to get into contact with certain players that they think can provide value to their team immediately. And mind you, the waiver process for a lot of these guys who are not vested veterans. So this is important. Logan Ryan was released from the Buccaneers. He's a vested veteran. So I'd imagine the Buccaneers are probably going to place Ryan Jensen or some of these other players that they have injured on the injured reserve after the rosters are finalized and they'll bring Logan Ryan back. A lot of the players who are not vested veterans, they have to pass through waivers. So in order to pass through waivers, every team in the NFL can claim said player, but they have to put that player on their 53-man roster. So a lot of these undrafted guys, they have you know a solid chance to go through waivers because they were not selected throughout the entirety of the draft, but a lot of these teams could have saw their preseason play and then they could scoop them up. Similar to what the giants did to Quincy Roche last year, they claimed him off of Pittsburgh's waivers and he had a big impact in Patrick Graham's system, but now he's no longer here. Yeah. So these players who were cut, some of them, the giants will definitely be signing to their practice squad. That's something else we have to watch over the, Coming that 36 hours or so, some of them might get brought back to the roster. There's still going to be some some roster massaging going on. What we can put it that way. And then some of these guys that do land on the waiver wire will get scooped up by other teams. Now, the way the injured reserve rules work in the NFL now is kind of important to understand when it comes to the roster churn as teams go through the process of establishing their 53 man rosters for the start of the season. When teams place players on the injured reserve before 4 PM today, before their 53 man rosters are official, we'll say they, those players are done for the year. So the guys the Giants put on the injured reserve, uh, Marcus McKeithen, uh, Darian Beavers, the guys who were injured during training camp and were put on the injured reserve as a part of the Giants cut down to 85 and then 80 players, they are done. They cannot be brought back this year. However, if the Giants were to, say, place Shane Lemieux, who has the uh, the toe injury, on the injured reserve after the 53-man roster is finalized, so if he makes the initial roster and is then put on the injured reserve, he will be eligible to be activated off of the injured reserve. I believe it's six weeks, either four or six weeks down the line. I believe it's only three games with the short-term IR at this point. It might be three games, and then they can return for practice and get a week of practice, and then they can come back after that. But someone can check me on that. If we had a producer, I would tell him to check me on that because I'm doing that <laughs> off, the, off the top of my head. But what you said is interesting because we know the Giants didn't put Ellerson Smith 
on the IR. We know the Giants didn't put Shane Lemieux on the IR because their injuries weren't as serious as, say, a Darian Beavers or a Ricky Seals-Jones or a Marcus McKeithen, right? Once the 53-man roster, quote-unquote, is finalized, then those guys can get relegated to the IR and then miss just short amount of time, three games, maybe four weeks, what have you. Yeah, and I... I put on my producer hat for a second and went, and went in, did fact check us. It is four games for the 2022 rules. The rules were changed because, well, the NFL can't leave anything alone. And I have my own separate rant to go on with the way the NFL handles the injured reserve. But that's really not at issue here. Basically, if the Giants put a player on the injured reserve after their 53-man roster is finalized, that will open up a roster spot, but they'll also be without that player for four games, at least a minimum of four games before they can return. So all the players that we named at the top of this podcast, some of those guys can return because I would imagine the Trenton Thompsons of the world, the Ryder Andersons of the world, if they pass through waivers, they're going to be put on the practice squad. And you can have 16 players on your practice squad. And when you look at the tight end position with Austin Allen, you look at the safety position right now without Trenton Thompson, there only three guys at both of those positions. I think the giants are going to look around the league and see if they want to sign somebody to their active 53. But if not, they can just upgrade a Trenton Thompson or an Austin Allen up to their active roster from the practice squad. That's something that we can realistically see happen because I think the giants, they have this 53 and I don't know how many of the guys are going to put on IR. I, I think Shane Lemieux is going to IR. Ellerson Smith could go to IR. What's going on with Ben Bredesen and Josh Azudu? And if those guys can't be available for week one, what offensive linemen are you going to bring in for depth against Tennessee? Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, that is, that is, I think, one of the big questions facing this team. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders just cut Alex Leatherwood. Perhaps he could be an option for the Giants to sign. But right now, the Giants have Devery Hamilton, who is one of their primary depth players. He played well in the preseason, but they're, they're probably counting on him as more tackle guard depth. He is their starting left guard. They don't really have a ton of depth at the interior offensive line. They don't have a, their tackle depth is playing guard. And, you know, the questions there are uh, the questions that center kind of continue to remain. They they've got Max Garcia there. That's kind of it. So right now the giants are looking at starting the season with potentially just seven 
six or seven offensive linemen. And that is scary thin. That is one injury away from absolute disaster. And again, you also have three safeties on the roster. Dane Belton, who's recovering from a broken bone, is one of them. So, yeah, th- this team still has moves to make. Absolutely. And we're going to see that too, Chris. And it's going to be a very fluid situation, like you said, for the next 36 hours. There was plenty of young offensive linemen released all throughout the NFL. The Giants, do they want to bring them in? Will the Giants actually put some of the players that they ended up releasing on their 53 once a Shane Lemieux goes to IR? Maybe a Rodarius Williams who ended up making the rough draft 53. Is he going to get relegated to the IR as well? These are a lot of questions still. We're, We're not certain exactly what this roster is going to look like come September 11th. There's still going to be a lot of turnover. I think we've made that clear, but the notable names that made the roster for now that were on the bubble was Taman Fox, the edge at a UNC, the UDFA. I really love that decision of keeping him because he's a very intriguing player to me because he has counter moves. He can win high side. He has some speed to power conversion to him, and I think he has upside as a developmental edge rusher who can find the field here or there. Austin Caletro, the linebacker, also known as preseason Erlacher, if you want to call him that. Carter Coughlin, who I did not expect to make the roster, was another player who ended up making it for now. Rodarius Williams, Tanner Hudson, the tight end that they just signed. And then the wide receiver, Darius Slayton who is still with the New York Giants as of right now. But according to Adam Schefter and a lot of NFL insiders, there are plenty of teams around the NFL who are calling the Giants right now, possibly asking for the services of the wide receiver who has had NFL success, but has been inefficient in recent memory. Yes, I I personally am not terribly surprised that Tamon Fox made the roster, especially looking at the state of the Giants edge defender group because we've got Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau both dealing with injuries. We're not sure exactly how long either one will be out. Hopefully it's just a game or two, but you do still need more than two healthy edge defenders for an NFL game, especially with the type of defense that Wink Martindale wants to run. And like you said, Timon Fox did show quite a bit through the preseason. He does have some tools that I think this coaching staff is going to want to work with I also think that could be part of the reason why Carter Coughlin stuck around yeah he didn't show what I was hoping or thought he might show through the preseason but he does have that off ball edge versatility as a player who has done both he was an edge at Minnesota he has played off ball linebacker with the Giants so he does have that versatility to potentially be a fourth pass rusher for the Giants early in the season, as well as special teams play, which that did turn out to be a deciding factor in a few of these roster decisions. Cam Brown stuck around. In fact, he was voted a team captain. Gary Brightwell was kept, and he might be one of the Giants' uh, primary return men, as well as running back depth. So I I think the Giants might have made a few more purely special teams-driven decisions than we thought they might. Yeah, and they released another kick returner in C.J. Board who suffered a rib injury against the Cincinnati Bengals. 
So you saw Gary Brightwell out there against the Jets, and I like the way he runs. I feel like he is explosive. He has pretty solid contact balance. I put a clip up on Twitter of a two-yard run, Chris, a two-yard run from Gary Brightwell. That was actually kind of impressive uh, off of an RPO. If anybody wants to go check it out, it's down my timeline a little bit. But some more just talking points about this decision by the New York Giants, one that a lot of people are talking about, and that is Quincy Roche being released. Look, I don't think it's surprising. I don't like it because I like Quincy Roche's skill set. But the Giants were basically telling us that Quincy Roche was going to be a cut. He didn't play at all with the first team. He was playing deep into the fourth quarter. Like You have guys like Nate Metters who was playing with the first team defense, but then played deep into the fourth quarter, similar to a player like O'Shane Zimenez. But Quincy Roche wasn't even offered that opportunity. So it seemed pretty obvious that this new coaching staff doesn't value him as highly as I believe the previous one did. And like I do, I, I think he's a good football player, but he's not the same fit in this system. I think they appreciate the quickness and the versatility of someone like an O'Shane Zimenez over a Quincy Roche. I hope he goes and has success somewhere else. And he probably will because he's a good football player. Yeah, I think he will be he will land on a 53 man roster and I think he we will see him on Sundays before the season is over. I thought he did play well in preseason, but it, the Giants just obviously felt they had better options on the roster and yeah, that's just kind of how it works out at some points. I don't know. The, the guy I am watching is Davis Webb and I know get your jokes in now. I'll wait. And <laughs> now nah, you're good, man. But Webb was one of the best quarterbacks in the whole NFL throughout preseason. He completed well over 70% of his passes. He threw for, I believe it was the second most yards of any quarterback. He had the most completions of any quarterback. He had the highest, he had the highest passer rating of any quarterback with more than 50 completions. Yeah, he played very, very well throughout preseason. He even led the Giants to two come-from-behind game-winning drives. And how long has it been since we've seen a Giants quarterback do that? And it, it's just a surprise to me that the Giants would, even if they want to bring him back for their practice squad, which it seems like they do, but it seem, it just seems surprising to me that they would expose Webb to the rest of the NFL where you know, the Seattle Seahawks have Geno Smith and Drew Locke as their quarterbacks. The Pittsburgh Steelers are rolling into the season with Mitchell Trubisky and the rookie and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. There are places where Davis Webb could go where he would probably be an upgrade to their linebacker. I'm sorry, to their quarterbacking room. So yeah, hopefully the Giants will be able to bring him back. Because, you know, we we have seen Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor get hurt. Yeah, you know, they've get hurt just about every year, it seems. So I didn't think that having a third roster spot for a quarterback was I felt like that roster spot could be spared. I mean, we we saw the Washington Commanders use three roster spots on quarterbacks which makes sense because Carson Wentz has a significant injury history. So that is one guy who I am definitely keeping my eye on. I'm keeping my eye on him as well, but with all the injuries 
along the Giants roster throughout training camp. I'm okay with them rolling with two and then crossing their fingers and hoping that another team in the NFL doesn't spend a final 53 roster spot on Davis Webb. The quarterback position is so specific, and I don't know if Davis Webb has the credentials to to be plucked off of the waiver wire and be activated into a system that he does not know. So I think that's probably what the Giants were thinking. And they said, let's just roll it two at quarterback. And then Webb more than likely will sneak through waivers. And then you can just put him on your practice squad. And it's essentially like having him there. Now, he might not be ready to rock and roll come Sunday, but he's still there assisting in game planning and helping Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor within this system. And I think that's probably the, maybe not the most prudent course of action, but the most logical course of action, given the injuries that the Giants have throughout their roster. Yeah, there definitely is some numbers game at work. And when you look at the offensive line or the safety position, the the edge group where both of their starters are injured, the tight end group where yeah, their number three tight end wasn't on the roster a week ago. It, the the Giants definitely had some difficult decisions to make. Another one of those difficult decisions that they made. This is a player that I'm not even in love with, but he knows this system, and he was just released. And that's Jamil Douglas, somebody who has played center, who has played guard in his past, and. If you look, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, there's a lot of injuries in the interior part of the offensive line. You don't really have any proven center. You have Max Garcia still who can play center. We saw that in preseason week two. We saw that when he was with the Arizona Cardinals. But releasing Jamil Douglas with you know a nebulous situation around Azudu and Bredesen and Lemieux might go to IR, I could see how some would be concerned. If he was a better player, I think I would be a little bit more concerned. I think the Giants will supplant his skill set with somebody else and they're not going to go into the season with, you know, six or seven offensive linemen, obviously. So they'll bring in someone. Hopefully that's better. I think the fact that he missed time throughout training camp certainly hurt him, but what did you make of the giants going in another direction over someone like a Jamil Douglas? Yeah, I, I thought that one was very interesting. They might have decided that they can find somebody who is a better option or at least a similar option who might be a longer term option because we we do know the Giants made the decision they want to go younger on just their roster in general and maybe try to build up a core of talent that can that can stick with the team for a while so they might have decided they could find a more attractive option than Demil, than Jamil Douglas either on the waiver wire or as a veteran free agent you know, on the street right now. And we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, pay attention to Twitter because this stuff is just going to be a very fluid, very quick over the next 36 hours. And then more, Chris, because another aspect of the beginning of the season, especially when you have a new regime in town, it takes a couple of weeks to really kind of get your core group of players and then injuries. Obviously there's always shuffling. You're always signing new people, but I think there could be, you know, a lot of movement here in the first couple of weeks of the season. And a lot of it's going to happen, you know, in the next coming days, but you know, week three rolls around and someone hasn't worked out, then they're gone and somebody else is in. And that's something that we've seen every season. Oh yeah. The, the back end of this roster is going to get churned on 
if not a daily basis or weekly basis, it, it's going to get churned quite a bit and quite often. Yet Dave Gettleman was constantly tinkering with the back end of this roster. I, I don't know that Joe Shane will be quite as active with the bottom of his depth chart, but I do fully expect the Giants to be working out players every day or every week and looking to make any improvement that they can, particularly as these depth guys get forced into bigger roles as starters are injured and they will see pretty quick who's going to work out and who isn't. Anything else, Chris, on the recent roster cuts, what you think will happen, or is it just one of those things where you're just waiting and seeing, and then we can opine on the decisions made after it materializes? You know, I think just kind of taking a wait and see approach is the best thing right here because the Giants do still have a bunch of moves they can and might have to still make. So we will see what happens with the practice squad. We'll see if any of these players who are subject to the waiver wire get claimed. We will see if the giants, if or who the giants place on the injured reserve, who they bring back any new players they bring in. And we can also wait and see if the team makes any moves with trades. If any trades materialize for this team, we could see, Darius Slayton traded for picks. We could see him traded for another player, maybe use him to help fill one of these spots where depth is a question. Yeah, There is a lot that can still go on. And I, I think one of the things I've learned over the past now nine months or so is to not try to predict what Joe Shane and Brian Dable are going to do because we just don't know enough about them yet. And we will learn, that's for sure. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to BigBlueView.com. We are tirelessly updating the site, and we have all the content that you need covering your favorite team, the New York Football Giants. Take care of each other. Please subscribe to this podcast and have a lovely day. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.